0: Welcome to the podcast of the Spiritual Coaching Dashboard. We are training coaches and coaching leaders because we know that only healthy hearts can know God deeply and follow Him fully. Because we care and we want you to reach your full potential, we coach you to choose life-giving reactions to the warning lights that show up on the dashboard of your life.
1: Welcome everyone to Season 3 of our podcast. Formerly the Spiritual Coaching Podcast, we are now the Spiritual Coaching Dashboard. So, little story, we first launched this project to train spiritual coaches at our growing multi-site church. Of course, we hoped others would find us and listen. We never expected that within months we would have dozens of people in dozens of cities and countries listening. Wherever you were listening around the globe, Nancy and I are honored to have you aboard. So, that unexpected scope of interest, it caused us to realize that we needed to get more organized and focused if we wanted to help more church leaders and spiritual coaches. We want to do our best to fall in line with whatever it is God seems to be using. So moving forward, you can expect the same quality content, but with a different look and stronger clarity of purpose. And speaking of clarified purpose, we are coaching church leaders and spiritual coaches who have untapped potential by showing them how God will exchange the wounding of the past for the wellness of the future. It's a transformation that frees them to be wholeheartedly available to Him and those near them. They go first and call others to follow their lead. How are we going to do this? By offering three progressively deeper levels of coaching, starting with practical content, moving into peer conversation, and then personal coaching. Why are we doing this? So you can gain the humble confidence and godly credibility needed to step unrestricted into a life and impact that God has for you. Our dream is to help you tap into your potential. Now, we chose the Spiritual Coaching Dashboard because... Just like the dashboard in your car, there are warning lights in our lives that indicate to us that we need to do some heart work with God in in order to step into our full potential. It's hard to analyze your own swing, so we need someone more qualified and experienced to do spiritual wrenching on our souls in order to improve our performance. Uh, Our dream is that you uh, would unlock your potential through a healthy heart that knows God deeply and follows Him fully. All right, enough of that. Let's set the stage for today's episode. In Season 1, we considered the philosophy behind spiritual coaching, and in Season 2, we addressed subjects relevant to the spiritual coaches themselves. Now, in Season 3, we finally begin to describe how to do spiritual coaching itself. Be sure to go back and listen to the foundational content and those two opening seasons, because what I'm going to say is based on what has already been said. Without further delay, here is today's content. (laughs) episode, we'll take on the first of these three parts of the spiritual yardstick, A New Loyalty, which is Godward. Last episode, I described the metric we'd use to gauge where people are in the process of spiritual growth. I dubbed it the spiritual yardstick. By comparing where they are now to where they were the last time we coached them using the yardstick to measure growth, we encourage people to take additional sequential steps. The three feet on our spiritual yardstick are A new loyalty, which is toward God. That's what we're going to do today. A new leaning, which is directed toward others. That will be in the next episode. And then the third episode will be the new leverage, which is directed toward ourselves. Then, similar to to how a foot is divided into inches and then further into halves, quarters, eighths, and so on, each of these three um, yards or feet on the yardstick, uh, they have three aspects. Very simply. One yardstick, three feet, three subdivisions, or inches if you want to call them that, but that doesn't really work out, because every metaphor breaks down. Let's get started with the first foot. Uh, the, the first measurement is about how devoted we are to God above all else, how faithfully we are obeying God. It's a new loyalty. It speaks to our new level of loyalty to Him, something akin to how um, w- well we're, we're keeping our marriage vows. The components of a new loyalty are things to look for both in your own relationship with God as well as in the daily rhythms of those you coach. You're going to find that I have already intentionally discussed at some length and in some depth all the parts of our new loyalty. Much will be repeated of earlier podcasts. I've embraced this the saying, Repetio est matris studorum. St- yeah, I can say that. Repetition is the mother of learning, as the Latin proverb says. Repetition is the key to learning. Repetition est mater studorum. So, a new loyalty. Uh, The three aspects of that, the first one to this new loyalty to God is a critical relationship. The first of these three, um, and again, one that you will recognize as having heard before. You remember that spiritual coaching is all about directing people into a growing relationship with God in which they know Him fully, deeply, and follow Him fully. This new loyalty is guarded by a vital, prioritized commitment to move way beyond rule-keeping in order to build a true relationship with God. While the relationship does begin with some rule keeping initially until we get the hang of hearing from God through the Bible and you know his personal communication to us we eventually need more than general gratitude warm feelings sentimental familiarity or even debt or duty or reverence these are good and right but will never keep one faithful to the end these emotions are not nearly powerful enough to stand the persistent and potential and potent attack of sin of uh, the world and satan in uh, emotion is important, emotion is important, a heart is critical, love and loyalty that's driven by experience, along with a little duty and debt, are necessary. When we first say yes to God's pursuit and, 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 and to his rescue, there's often a great rush of feeling that we ride for a while. Each person's experience is different, so that first burst of excitement lasts at various lengths, but everyone will find that it tapers eventually. That initial rush needs to be fortified by personal, first-person, hands-on experiences with God. Okay? That initial rush, it's got to be fortified by personal, first-person, hands-on experiences with God. Time and repeated acts of trust, more faith, are required to build the emotional attachment to God that's strong enough to go the distance. That initial emotion must eventually be founded on something stronger a depth of devotion and feeling that comes from the story of our journey toward all-out zealous fanatical loyalty to God. Our our true identity or belonging in Christ must be grasped to, to create this bond and it must be governed, grown over time and through tests and trials. The critical thing is that we know that this initial thrust and thirst will dissipate. It's essential that you don't think That initial burst will last indefinitely, but that we realize that it will fade over time, it will wind down, stop our momentum. momentum. That is, unless the wheel of our relationship with God is continuously spun again and again by experience after experience with God throughout life. We keep our faith going by having more faith. See Season 1, Episode 7 for an explanation of that. Uh, We we keep our faith going by having more faith upon more faith, continuously and repeatedly propelling our hearts towards God and loyalty. In short, more faith is simply trusting God's lead and and provision over and over by exercising just a little faith many times. A spiritual coach has to spin their own wheel of faith and help others do the same. The relationship is critical and constant, um, as is the conversation about it. So that is the second part of our new loyalty. It's a critical relationship and it's a constant conversation. That's the second aspect of our new loyalty that we can and are attempting to measure, a mutual two-way undistracted dialogue. Some like to say that God talks to us through the Bible and we talk to God through prayer. However, that's a gross oversimplification and it's not even entirely true. I use the Bible all the time to guide and fuel my conversation with God, for example, by praying the Psalms of David. And in that way, the Bible is my prayer to God, not his to me. Okay? And and God speaks to me outside the Bible as well. So, I speak to him, but God speaks to me directly and through creation as well as through other people. It's never contrary to the Bible, but the communication isn't always in the Bible. The point is that the two-way conversation is ongoing. Indeed, our daily practice or rhythm must include intentional conversations through the undistracted disciplines of prayer and Bible reading, but they also need to be nurtured and made room for in those distracted moments as well by allowing some silence for life and life for God to speak into, like while driving, uh, while life goes on. There's a great little classic that a, a copy Uh, That's copyright free because it's been around so long. It's called Practicing the Presence of God uh, by a guy named Brother Lawrence. And he shares how uh, he stayed connected with God even while doing mundane chores. It's worth a read. My point is that I hear from God in ways other than through the Bible at times when I can't have my face stuck in the Bible. And I talk to him in ways other than through prayer. I communicate many things by my, my thoughts and actions and intentions. In our culture, silence is scarce and often avoided with great aggression. Uh, if every moment of life contains noisy input, you know, music, the TV, your phone, your connection with God will never be constant. Some go so far as to say that they think better with background white noise around and, and they believe it. And I, I don't doubt the, the I, I, I doubt the truth of that. A recent research even has shown this to be an illusion, but I know for a fact that it will block God out if we have too many other voices in our head. If you're afraid of the quiet, get some spiritual coaching for that. The habit of solitude and silence are both spiritual practices long ago recognized as essential to keeping our hearts and minds connected with God. You can go back to episodes 5 and 6 of season 2 for a detailed explanation of those two spiritual practices. If we make this listening connection a habit, practice daily, exercise rhythmically, eventually it becomes natural, instinctive and a necessary one that we cannot live without. It takes time but will become as normal as breathing. In fact, the, the expulsion of unneeded air so that we can take in oxygen vital to existence is a picture of the practice of focus on God. We put off or exhale anything not pleasing to God or that distracts us from Him and inhale or put on whatever is godly or that takes our heart and mind Godward. Call it spiritual breathing. It can depict us or communication with God on the exhale and His with us on the inhale. And yes, you will have to ignore You'll have to give things up to accomplish this focus. It will cost you something. It will cost you much.
0: Let's take a short break to give your brain a chance to rest. Did you know that this podcast is not the only resource that we have available to help you with your own relationship with God and your spiritual coaching efforts? First, I invite you to visit Spiritual Coaching Dashboard on Patreon.com. Patreon is a solution for creators who struggle to turn their craft into real dollars so they can afford to keep creating. In their words, Patreon powers membership-based businesses for creators. You can visit patreon.com and search for the Spiritual Coaching Dashboard. You'll discover additional content that can be accessed through any of five different levels of membership if you choose to subscribe. Second, tworivers.church backslash life-coaching hyphen has dozens of tools and book links to help you in your life with God and your ministry to others. It's a work in progress, but you can find it chock full of practical content to read, watch, and listen to. Thank you for your patronage here on the podcast and for considering enabling us to continue to create and meet the ministry needs of our expanding audience. Wherever you choose to interact with us online, please remember to rate, like, follow, and share so that other leaders and coaches can find this helpful content. If you would like to connect with us, you can either email us at Carrie at tworivers.church or text us on Twitter or Facebook Messenger at scdashboard. All right, let's finish today's episode of the podcast.
1: All right, a costly exchange. Number three, a costly exchange. This is the third part of our new loyalty after a critical relationship and a constant conversation. A cost, a costly exchange. Uh, Christianized terms that depict this idea have been mentioned throughout these podcasts. You know, terms like lordship, death to self, brokenness, coming to the end of ourselves, and, you know, submission, bowing the knee. They, they lead to letting go of control over our life, which enables God to be our supreme commander. Uh, we let go of the fear that only We know what's best for us and that if we don't protect ourselves and control things, a ridiculous illusion, something bad will happen. And we replace that fear with faith, the the belief that only God is fit for the role of leader in our life. We finally acknowledge that any control we think we have is just a wild illusion. The way we have faith is through obedience. This exchange costs so much because we have to dethrone self at the center of our life and put God there in our place that has cataclysmic ramifications that will progressively require over time some radical adjustments to the way we've been doing life all along. To establish a a new center, we must dethrone self, dethrone what was there previously through, uh, if you will, self-crucifixion. In fact, it has been called the cruciform life. How's that for some funky Christianese? Cruciform just means cross-like in the form of a cross, which in turn means Christ-like. His life was never about himself. Jesus was born dead, dead to self. From the moment he took his first breath, his life was about dying to what was in his best personal interest, from the earthly or worldly point of view. Jesus was all about doing only what his Father directed, what was all about, uh, which was all about doing what was best for others. Jesus was not a selfish person, nor he was he self-promoting or self congratulatory congratulatory, or self-protective. He never once pounded his chest and did a disgusting, self-honoring victory dance in a metaphorical end zone. This doesn't mean he hid who he was. It doesn't mean he hid his gifts once his ministry was in full swing. It just means he kept his head about himself, did what was his to do, and and never looked for praise for simply doing his job. Of all the people who could have had an entitlement mentality, Jesus never tried to force people to give him due respect. I'm going to read to you a, a testimony about him from someone who actually knew most of the people that knew Jesus. Uh, Paul writes this in Philippians 2, 3-11. through 11. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others, but uh, be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others. Do You, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privilege. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to a place of highest honor and gave him the name above all names, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow, in heaven and on earth and under earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father." I'm Talking about a cost exchange, I'm describing um, a dependence on God as a matter of fact. We, we often allow ourselves some self-power. Some people use God as plan B fail-safe in case of emergency. If or when I get to the point where I need Him, when I get in trouble, then I'll call on Him. It's not the worst strategy, but it's an immature one at best. The better posture is, since I know I need God from the get-go, I'll depend on Him for everything right out of the gate. So, the first part of our spiritual yardstick is a new loyalty. And the three parts of that are a critical relationship. We deliberately reorient and sacrifice to be in a relationship with God. A costly conversation, we deliberately reorient and sacrifice to be in constant contact with God a costly exchange. We deliberately reorient and sacrifice to selfishly let God live in us. Next time on the Spiritual Coaching Podcast, we will consider the second third, the second third of our spiritual yardstick. The first third answers the questions, uh, where do my loyalties lie? It also sets up the second third to ask the question, is my life directed by a leaning more toward others than myself or am I directed by self-preservation.
0: That's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. If you heard something that got your attention, whether it be for your own relationship with God or for coaching others, don't waste the divine nudge. Be sure to take the time to think through how to work the truth into your life and practice. If you do spiritual coaching, either formally or informally, remember that it is hard to lead where you have never been yourself. We pray that God uses the Spiritual Coaching Dashboard to inform and transform your life before it reaches another. If you are in the upstate New York area, specifically Binghamton, or are visiting or just passing through, look Pastor Carrie and myself up. We'd love to have a cup of coffee with you and chat about our dynamic relationship with God or about how to do spiritual coaching in your context. Again, thank you for listening and we'll see you next time on the podcast of the Spiritual Coaching Dashboard.